coming up on Unsound Advice. As I've gotten older, I value time a lot more than money now, too. Yeah. I will park at LAX. I will keep my car there. I will pay the money to keep my car at the garage. It's just such a luxury at this point in my life. I'm like a Saudi prince, dude. (laughs) For real. I investigated that once and I was flabbergasted by the prices. I can't even remember them. Just hopping in coach after spending all this money. <laughs> that was what's going on cut in my corner, head. Cut corners where I can and then just cram myself in the middle seat of coach. Do you do that? What do you mean? You don't fly like Comfort Plus at ah, least? Are you I'm shitting a co- me, I'm dude? a coach, baby. What are you talking about? Yeah, I also, I love BDSM. <laughs> so yeah, no, no kidding. <laughs> Put this guy in a you, They go, trunk. do you want any snacks? I go, no, just spit in my mouth. And I'm, in the, I'm, in the, I'm in the middle seat. <laughs> can you kick me in the balls? <laughs> If they're bringing lunch service around, just punch me in the balls to wake me up. I want to have this this hard bagel. (laughs) That would be funny. That's my fetish, and I fly Spirit Airlines, and I just want to be treated like shit. Twice in the last month, I had to come pick her up from a guy's house, drunk, at 4.30 in the morning. Do I just assume he's not interested anymore? So I'm in my second marriage. My first one ended because my wife cheated on me and my second wife is starting to act in a similar way. Hey, Laura. Hi, Laura. Hi. Hey there. Um, I know you're a 12-step program person, so I was just wondering, how do you break up with a hairstylist? A bunch of my coworkers are really bad at their jobs. And I wanted to try, you know, bringing her back into my life. I'm just wondering if you had any guidance for me. Give me a strategy here. Where do I start? How do I even begin? And how do I stop eating cookies? Because I love cookies so much. Thanks a lot, Laura. You're the best. Let's get into it. Hi, welcome to Unsound Advice with Laura Bites. I'm Laura Bites. I'm very excited for today's guest. The New York Times said he is a most promising future star. And in 2019, Variety magazine dubbed him one of their comics to watch. You may have seen him on Conan, Seth Meyers, Goatface, or The Carmichael Show. And his latest special hat trick, where he does spots in all three rooms at the Comedy Store, is available on YouTube. Fahim Anwar, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Sounds like I've done some stuff when you read it back. Yeah, you you have done some stuff. Yeah, so have you. But you forget, right? I do forget. Yeah. Yeah, I do forget. Uh, a lot of information is out there about me also that's not true. So it's always exciting to me when oh, yeah. someone you got lies out does there? what I just did. Yeah, there, there's some misinformation about me being a puppeteer, which has never How been How does the that case. get out there? Someone wrote it. <laughs> I kind of I mean? want that as my origin story as well. well Can that person do love, it for me? Uh, please let me finish. You're going to love the second part of your intro, okay, which please. is now chapter two of Fahim's intro. Um he does puppets. <laughs> okay. So this is this will spawn. This will be the branch in my story. Yep, that's right. We'll trace it back to here. Yeah. Anyone can write anything on the internet. That's but, a good point. Um, that's the beauty of it. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Uh, you and I see each other at the Comedy Store. Coworkers. And we're coworkers. We I work together. I bring you up, you bring me up, you yep, know. It's a real right. hub. That's our water cooler. Mm-hmm. We ate fish together in a green room one time. Do you recall hold, that? Hold on. Where, where did the fish come from? Salmon. What, did we get it from the same? I'm trying to think. Yeah, at Flappers, we ate salmon. Ah, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. We both do fish there. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's a good menu. Yeah, it was pretty good. I remember you told me that you didn't eat any snacks. Yeah, we were talking about just yeah. somehow our eating habits came up before hitting the stage. Well, you know? I'm sure I immediately brought them up as I do anytime <laughs> I eat anything or speak to a person. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm not a big snacker. Yeah, you told me it's just when you Three are square at your meal. Mom's, yes, because then, then you do it's some snacks. Then it's sort of a time machine, and then I'm 12 or 13 again. Yeah, like I like Pringles, but I won't buy Pringles. I won't go to the store and buy them for myself. Right, but of course. When I visit my parents. My mom has an arsenal of Pringles. Yeah. They look like shells, yeah. you know, like yeah. there's, there's original. There's yeah. my personal favorite sour cream and onion. Yeah. And I will just house. You party, right. I party. Yeah. You blink I and know. half are gone. They're stackable. They're sta- like, that's the problem. Make they make them like too that. efficient for me to eat. Right. They're like, if you like chips, you'll love eating 10 chips at one time. It, yeah. It's just like, uh, it's a very efficient way to consume chips. <laughs> yeah. If you are opening up a bag of kettle chips, you've got to search your hand around there. There's a hide and seek element to it. Right. Pringles is just pure, dense potato slurry. Right. Cured. Yeah. I mean, I found out kind of later that they're not, they're not real chips. And you'd think that would deter me from eating them. Who defines that? Uh, I think the potato chip council. Oh, just or something. like it's not a slice of a potato; it's a mush. It's that a then mush was that is hardened. In in a, yeah, that yeah. feels right. You know, in hindsight, obviously, because like what potato? Yeah, has that form? Is like that, right? Yeah, they're the chip that you measure it, the amount that you've eaten in 
inches as opposed to like <laughs> depth. <laughs> yeah. You go, man, yeah. I've had five inches of Pringles. <laughs> I've got to, I've got to slow down here. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I stopped eating snacks too. I now do three meals a day and it's I just, like that a lot. I got really used to like, I never want to eat at night anymore, which I never imagined. It's so much better. I, yeah, I think I, it's easy for me to track food if I just have three square meals because I can mindlessly just pop chips in my mouth, have a cookie. It's something to do. Yeah. So it's it's even less about calories, just more of like mind. It's like it's like biting a pencil. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so I'm like three square meals. Okay, that's an easier way for me to kind of stay fit or something. Yeah. It's so funny how many different ways people eat now because like I've told people that I eat dinner usually at five and I eat breakfast usually at like seven or eight. And I've had people be like, you know, intermittent fasting is really bad for women. And I'm like, I really think it's fine to eat three meals and then to stop. Like people did this for a long Long time time. and it was okay. And also what works for you. I know they're very hot on intermittent or whatever, but like may not be right for everyone. Or maybe some people get like way too cranky. Yeah. You could give it a spin. But that's like not even what I'm trying to do. What, intermittent fasting? Intermittent fasting. I'm just eating three meals. Yeah. I feel like it's a nice, happy medium. Well, and that way I feel like you can eat a satisfying amount of food because I think that snacks usually are just in addition to what you would be eating as three meals. Yeah, extra credit. Yeah, like people don't take out of their meals to like (laughs) make a snack. You know what I mean? "Mm, I had four Oreos. I really shouldn't have this steak. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Well... I, I don't know. I mean, can we pop into a call right away? Let's do Am it. Am I getting into these Whoa. too quick? I'm no. just so excited for these calls. They're fun calls. We've been getting some really good calls lately. Let's do some calls. Let's, Let's do, do a call one at a time. Hey, Laura. Nope. Long time listener. Big fan <laughs> of your comedy. I just wanted some advice. <laughs> Hopefully you could talk about it on the podcast. If not... Someone probably asked a better question than me. But I just got out of a relationship. She caught me messaging another girl for the second time. Don't know why I did it. She's beautiful. She's smart. She loved me. I loved her. I didn't care about this other person. It was kind of mindless sexual messages. Why do I keep doing this? How do I stop? I need help. I'm heartbroken. Okay, thanks. Uh, Fahim, mm-hmm. why does he keep doing this? Do you have any insight into that? You know, this just may be a pattern. I think that it's hardwired. It's almost like the way you do the holy trinity of apps where you go Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and you just keep doing it. So maybe he's been doing it. He's just used to it. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe he, he likes that more than an actual relationship at this point in his life. Yeah, but then don't you like, like Hinge was part of my app rotations, Mm -hmm. but then when I became exclusive with someone, I deleted that so that it wouldn't be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why has he not stopped because he's in a relationship? I think some guys get addicted to the chase Mm -hmm. or the hunt, and that's validation, more so than the great thing you have in front of you. Yeah. You value the anonymous validation, like that's more important to you, more exciting than something lasting with someone. Right. I think a lot of people get addicted to the to the validation, like you said. I think people also get addicted to the adrenaline, yeah. like to the dopamine of getting the message, to the adrenaline of the fear of being caught. And then I heard someone one time identify as a shame addict. And I was like, wow. And I'm not even saying that's a thing, but it was interesting. It mm. made me think. As far as my advice, I mean, I don't know. I used to act out in a number of (laughs) ways. Um, And something that helped me was going to a support group about that and just like, I mean, frankly, working the steps around it. Um, I don't know. Do you have advice for him? Well, the fact that he feels this bad about it and if it's repeated behavior and like now it's enough to call you... I think that's the catalyst for change because if you want it to be different, then you have to take steps to actually make it different. Like now do you value a lasting relationship in someone? This thing that slipped through your hands, is that the wake-up call? Yeah. You yeah. know, because maybe that was the thing that you wanted initially, just this immediate validation from someone. But now maybe you're seeing this more lasting thing uh, is more satiating. I don't know. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think that there are a number of different reasons that people cheat and a number of different reasons that men cheat. Um, I think often men will cheat because they want to get out of their relationships and they don't know how, like they're afraid of breaking up. And so they hope Mm. that they get caught or they think that even just cheating, if they tell their partner that they cheated, their partner will break up with them. You know, I think that it's like a way out some of the time. (laughs) Yeah. From an efficiency standpoint. Yeah. (laughs) Look, this isn't going to be drawn out or anything. (laughs) It's not great, but it's quick. Yeah. It's a a fucked up bandaid. I don't think it always works either. I think that sometimes... I forgive you. Right, they forgive them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think that that's one reason. I think that also people can cheat when they don't feel respected. My therapist said that, that like men can cheat if they don't feel respected, if there's something missing from the relationship. But what I'm hearing when he's talking about this is it sounds involuntary. Like Mm -hmm. it sounds compulsive. It doesn't sound like a choice that he's made. And it doesn't sound like anything is missing from the relationship that he's trying to get somewhere else or where he's trying to like sabotage his relationship. It sounds like he's powerless over his own behavior. Yeah. I guess if it's that bad, then maybe you're just not the guy for the traditional, then don't get in a, just, you know, don't get in a relationship if this is repeated behavior. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I certainly would suggest staying out of a relationship until you can control this behavior. Mm -hmm. And if that day doesn't come, then yeah, (laughs) find a different system, find a different person. Who's okay with a different system? Yeah, JP, right. what do you think? I've also got a question about, I'm curious if he is destructive, self-destructive in other aspects of his life. Like, I wonder if it's just based on relationship or maybe like professionally, he sabotages himself. So I'm wondering like how extensive this behavior is and how it bleeds out of other parts of his life or if it's just isolated to his relationships. Yeah, it is self-destructive. And that makes me also think about like this as a self-worth thing. Like I think some people don't feel like they really are deserving of like a loving relationship. And so they don't mean to, but they do a bunch of stuff to mess it up. I think also he knows what this feeling is. He knows how to get that dopamine hit. If you are in a relationship for a long enough amount of time, there's this new territory that you enter that is foreign and is equally, if not more rewarding that I think people don't really drill down on or they forget about. Because I've been in relationships where there's that honeymoon period and it's all exciting up top. And then it gets a little more quote unquote boring if you look at it from that lens. But I think that's the next tier, the next rocket stage of the relationship where you can be yourself and that comfortable with someone. And that that's, I think, equally or more rewarding. And some people just only understand that honeymoon phase and they never want to get to that stage two of the rocket. I want to get to stage two of the rocket. That sounds awesome. I think it's awesome. You know what I mean? Like also, I mean, this is this is an offshoot of this feeling, but sometimes you'll be having lunch or dinner with someone who's relatively new in your life or something. Or just some people can't be comfortable that they have to like speak. They just don't like silence. So they'll feel or you've been to people who go like, oh, this is awkward. Or right, just with like, one beat well, of silence. I go, no, it's not. Yeah. Honestly, there's nothing more fulfilling to me than when I can eat with someone. And we're not talking at all. And no one feels angry. Like you're both just comfortable in each other's company. And if something comes up, something comes up. But there's not this anxiety level in either of you where you need to fill the silence. If you can just be with yeah. another person, that's that's gold. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he's afraid of that or it's foreign to him or he's scared of that. Right. And he, But he, he knows a random DM saying, Hey, responding to the story that you commented on, like, yeah. that's the dopamine hit. Yeah. He doesn't know the dopamine hit of just being at brunch and not talking for 30 minutes. Not in a bad way, like it's a terrible relationship. Yeah. But how cool is it if you're reading a book and someone is on their phone and no one's mad at each other? You're just enjoying right. the day. Yeah. That's, that's God tier relationship. Yeah. For me, I like it if I can be in a car with someone and just like be quiet. And looking out the windows and no one feels like they need to be talking. Totally. Like, I mean, this is a terrible analogy, but I mean, get past the words. If, you're, <laughs> if your dog is just chilling by you on the couch, that dog is pretty content. Right, you're pretty right, content. Right. You're just both sentient beings yeah. in each other's company. And that's very fulfilling. Yeah. And that sometimes that should be enough. Yeah, the absolutely. dog shouldn't be like, why aren't you, why aren't you doing this the whole time <laughs> yeah, while you're yeah. watching Succession? I yeah. need to, like it doesn't have anxiety. It's just yeah. chilling. Yeah. It might do this sometimes. Like, 
Yeah. Because <laughs> he's just tired. Yeah. Or he's content. Yeah. Just, you want that for your relationship. Well, be, be a dog and, and you watching TV. That's right. Be a dog and you watching TV. What, what I'm thinking about now also is just like when I'm spending time by myself, like I'm not bored, you yeah. know? Yeah. Same like, way. I, I can be with my thoughts and not be bored. I've realized that it's not t- always typical, though. Really? Yeah. I am that way as well. Yeah. I can entertain myself. Right. I, I recharge my battery being by myself. Yeah, same. I don't need to go to a party. I, I like sitting with my thoughts. I'm not afraid of my thoughts. Yeah. I don't need to be distracted. Right. Uh, I'm good at being alone. <laughs> not saying I want to be, but I'm okay being alone. Some people aren't. And I think when it comes to relationships, I really want someone who is value added. And I don't want to be in a relationship just to be in a relationship. Like I'd rather be in nothing than something that's bad or an, a weight on my life. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a slam dunk and this per- person is perfect in every way and it, you can't have any bad days. Right. But you need to be, I want to have a situation where you're able to talk through the problems or arguments in a healthy way. And your baselines are pretty similar. Yeah. Yeah. But some people, I think they hit a certain age and they get scared or, again, that thing of they're not comfortable by themselves or with their own thoughts and all that. So they get in this situation is trying to make the best of it. Whereas I'd rather be alone until there's someone that uh, is right. Right. Yeah. And it's a real shame and it's a sight to see because I know that we've all seen people. And I mean, I used to be one. I thankfully have learned how to enjoy my own company and be by myself also. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been uh, amazing. And I think that that is the most important thing. Um, but yeah, even like at our age and older than we are, like seeing people where they still need to always be in something and they're just like, manically, I don't know, like obsessing over someone. I'm like, this person's like not even that great. But it's just that the alternative is being by themselves. And like anything is better than that. And I'm like, damn, that sucks because you're going to have to like date some shitty people probably. Like a great person who's like awesome to be in a relationship with, those don't come around that often, you know. You at least have to have like a couple off months. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Even just dating now or I've reached this new area because... I think initially when I was younger and I would date, you know, just as a guy, just every date you go on, you, you want that to turn into something. Mm-hmm. And that's really not the healthiest, especially when, uh, if you didn't date a lot, that was my mindset, you know? So just like every date you go on, you think this could be it or this, let's try to convert this. Right. Even if there's so, I'm older now and I've been on enough dates where now I enter it with, I can have a, a lovely breakfast or lunch let's or let's get through tea but i i yeah 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 but i'm not um it's almost like you're receiving information but not listening when you're younger yeah whereas now i'm like a coach watching the game happen rather than a player and it's moving so fast right right so that's kind of cool yeah to be going on dates now where you can have a lovely time and just know like okay this is a side mission yeah this 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 is not the thing. Yeah. Whereas I didn't have that kind of clarity when I was younger. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think so much of that comes from like being okay with being by yourself, like not, not needing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not so hungry that you'll eat anything. So you can kind of watch and like, rather than like, I used to go on dates and I'm like, am I making the guy like me? Does the guy like me? Am I, you know, does he think he's, does he think I'm pretty? And does you're he not even I'm evaluating smart? him. I'm not even evaluating him. Mm. And now like, I evaluate them. Yeah. And that's a complete 180. What was that for you? I think for me, what has allowed me to get to this, I think, better, more healthier, more powerful place when dating is I needed, uh, I think my hangup was always like a professional thing, mm-hmm. like professional and finance, financial. Yeah. Because when you're a stand-up comedian, I was living in a studio apartment in Koreatown right. for so long. Yeah. My friends have houses and kids. You, it's a rest development when you're in entertainment. Yeah. You have to keep your nuts so low right? because you're, you, our lives are so sporadic. Yeah. So I didn't have the trappings of success. You know, I'm going on dates and stuff and I'm, uh, I'm like 30 and I'm 30 something. I'm on my studio apartment in K-Town. Yeah. So I have my own hangups about self-worth yeah. and I'm not where I want to be. Even if you could get a girl over, she wouldn't be able to park. 
<laughs> yes, parking is tough. And then there's always the opening the door and there's the bed. <laughs> is this the only piece of furniture you have? Is this it mattress is. on I the built floor? It. Let without me take your a, coat. Is there even a fitted sheet on this? Yeah. Why is your walk-in closet the second biggest room? <laughs> it's just, yeah. But now, uh, financially, things are better. I'm in a much more stable place. Yeah. And, and uh, I've done more things career-wise. So when when you feel that way, it, it trickles into the relationships. And even when you date, right? like, okay, I have that value. I have that self-worth. I have the, I'm a person who needed those totems yeah. of success and worth to be able to outwardly exude that. Yeah. Um, on stage was a different thing. Like comedy was, I didn't need those things to feel that. Yeah. Because I, I knew it. I felt it. My peers, like you're just operating in one currency, which is funny and stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. And I had, I've had, i always had years of that in, in the game. But when it comes to relationship, I just didn't have the things that are high value and status for the opposite sex. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was kind of hard to operate from that place of uh, confidence. Yeah. Whereas now, now I do. Now I have, now I have the tropes. Right. Yeah. That's interesting because I feel like in a lot of ways, like the opposite has happened for me. Like it's, it's okay, but I feel like I've had less options the more successful I become. Ooh, is it like, inverted with? I mean, in my experience, because like the guys who have studio apartments don't want to date you because they feel threatened. Like I have a big, nice one bedroom. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so they don't, I, th- I think that that brings out like their own insecurities about their own stuff. That is funny just to be a dude and like threatened by your one bedroom. Yeah. Like it's literally, it's literally <laughs> yeah. that. They it's, love everything yeah. about you. But then the fact that they have to open a door to get to your bedroom, they're like, I can't do this. And I mean, this is stuff that like they've <laughs> verbalized to me, like have verbalized uh, to me. Like, I feel like I'm not good enough. I don't have enough professional success. Like this is stuff that has been said to me. I mean, uh, I get where they're coming from. It sucks that you're on the receiving end of it, but I've had those feelings before where I I had my head down when it came to stand-up and entertainment, and you have, in, seemingly in my mind, I have this window to do this thing. I've given up so much of my life. I used to be an engineer at Boeing, and like my parents didn't want me to do stand-up, and it was a lot of strife and battling to be able... I feel like I'm on the one yard line and you can get distracted with the relationship, especially when you're living in a studio apartment. It's like eye on the prize. And there are some women out there who are like, I don't care about that stuff. I like you for you. And that is tr- maybe very well and true. But this feeling of I, I can't emotionally get there until I have these things. Yes. It's almost like I got to put my mask on before I can put your mask on. Yeah. I know you don't need me to, but like I, I need to. Yeah. So there is an element of that. It's, it sucks from, you know, your end, but I get the guys too. Yeah. I mean, you're not the first man I've heard say that Mm -hmm. and, and be like, I am not happy with what I'm doing in my life. I need to get this stuff before I can even, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Should we do another call? Let's do it. Hey, Laura, it's awesome. I need some advice on how do you suss out a scammer, like when you go to the mechanic, how do you know that you're getting the real deal and you're not getting scammed? You know, what's kind of cool is I've like gotten a bunch of free stuff done on my car and like <laughs> left kind of, and been like, wow, that guy was really nice. And then I'm like, oh, no, I think that guy liked me, <laughs> but I still got a free oil change. I got a free oil change. Um, I went in and there was some stuff wrong with like, I thought there was some stuff wrong with my I don't know. Yeah, I've had shit fixed. Well, that's kind of a uh, oil change. Well, that'd be funny. Like, that's a play that he does. You can't even check that he's ch- done certain things. He's like, <laughs> he's making up things. Like, yeah, I, I replaced you or whatever. And you're like, oh, thanks. Yeah. But he's just making up terms for car parts. No, like, how I had, do you, like, how do you check what it is? No, I my car dragging on like the, like it was dragging. Like a, an exhaust or a... No, like the, I don't know, man, the under part. I don't know. The undercarriage? Yeah, the undercarriage. And I kept trying to... God, I'm such a piece of shit. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I kept trying to duct tape it up back. Hey, that sounds good to me. Onto itself, but then it kept coming down. So I took it in and they just like fixed it. Put a screw in. And and now they fix it, I don't know, (laughs) once a year. (laughs) Oh, they really fixed it. Once a year, they put the bottom of my car. I come in every week. They put a new strap of duct tape on there. These guys are good. 
I gave him a good Yelp review. It's free. What do you think I expect them to replace the panel and do a good yeah, job? Yeah, no, fix I fix it for good. Do you good? know what I say? I'm like, hey, will you give my car another haircut? And they cut off another <laughs> little piece of the panel. <laughs> a haircut. Yeah, yeah. Like it needs another trim. So, they do. They cut off a little piece and send me on my way. I give them some money, but they sure, have never charged me. Yeah. Interesting. Because I feel like most women feel like they're getting ripped off or taken advantage of because of the stereotype. It's like, oh, she doesn't know what she's talking about. I do check. And I guess that would be my advice to the caller. Like I, I'll send texts or, or whatever and be like, hey, how is this price for breaks? It's been like this amount of time. How is this price for whatever? You Wait, know? what do you mean? Who do you check or... Like I'll ask a I'll ask a man honestly. Ah, okay. Hate to say like it that way, like we all just but... know the price of brakes. Like if you hit me up, I'm like it doesn't sound right. Well, do you know what brakes cost? <laughs> I have no idea. You have no idea? Okay, well then I would send a second text for him. Yeah, you I, would, know? I would say text a real man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Notice you've never been on the receiving end That's of that a good text point. before. <laughs> yeah, well, but if, if you have duct tape questions, I'm your guy. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I mean, duct I'll tell tape you what it's... Gorilla Glue is good. What what duct tape is good? I'm like Kroger has a good off brand. The answer is usually just more when the question is duct tape. How much duct tape? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If it fell, put more on, which is what I did for quite some time. I just, I like Google review a place and if it's rated pretty high, I just assume they're not going to fuck me. But I, yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's the, the best foolproof no, method. No, I mean, read the reviews. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. I mean, if someone doesn't charge me, I assume they haven't fucked me because they that's didn't get point. any money, you yeah, know? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm guessing that's not what's happening here. Well, there, I mean, there are sometimes recently, uh, my, uh, my AC went out and it, we we're having like hundred degree temperatures right now. Really didn't have, have much of a choice. Looked up some good, like you said, Google reviews, yeah. some Yelp reviews, had the guy come over, told me what the part was. I found out the part only cost like 15 bucks, but then he's charging you for labor. So it ended up being about $300, whatever, to replace the whole thing. I felt it was worth it. I could have gone out and tried to find someone else to get to, to do it for less. But the problem was, that's going to be a few more hours. Yeah. It's getting hotter. Right. It's getting late in the day. And I was like, you know what? $300, let's just swallow that one yeah. and call it a day. Done. As I, I've gotten older, yeah. I value time Absolutely. a lot more than money now, too. Yeah. yeah. I that... will park it out when I have a gig on the weekend. I will park at LAX. I will keep my car there. Yeah. I will pay the money to keep my car at the garage. Yeah. It's just such a luxury at this point in my life. Because, it's you know... They're not paying us to do the gig, pretty much. It's They're daring you to fly to Oklahoma to do the gig. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, yes. they're, they're putting a number in front of you where you go, all right. Yeah. I guess I have to. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's lovely. But, like, part of the travel no, is the sure most... No, you're not sure it's lovely. You're just being polite because no. first you said what you really felt and believed. No. And you're right. <laughs> no, because another thought was, I've never been to Tulsa. I do want to check it out. I've and been I'm to being, Oklahoma. I'm being completely serious here. Nice. Yeah. So... <laughs> But the, the travel, what was the pause before nice? What was that? What do you think the pause was before nice? Just you... trying to find other great adjectives before you land on nice. Oh, nice okay. and flat. Flat, flat. yeah. Flat if, you're is looking, good. if you're looking for a patch of land, man, have they got you covered. Okay, this is good to know. All right. Uh, but they're daring you to fly and it's a grueling on your body. Yeah. And, you know, financially we're in a better spot. It's just nice to be able to come to LAX. Get your car, drive home. Yeah. It makes it makes the gig more of a pleasure now. I hear you. I don't support you in doing that. I okay. think that's an outrage. I cannot believe the prices to park at LAX. Isn't it like four hundred dollars, dude? Just no. park at my place no. and take like a twenty dollar cab. Mm, no, do like maybe. the lot the remote parking, the lot C or whatever, the new one. It's Interesting. Like, so you park the, okay. But then there's a lot well, you, you're, you're, you're trying to make your flight. You gotta come there earlier then and then you don't know when the shuttle comes. Oh, you're parking like the lots that are like right outside of the right terminal. There, baby. Oh, that's that, next that's high level. Cut. Wow. Okay. That's, I'm like a Saudi prince, dude. <laughs> For real. I investigated oh, that wow. once and I was flabbergasted by the prices. I can't even remember them. It's yeah. Nah, I, if you're gone for a weekend, it'll clock out to maybe two fifty on the high end. It's not that bad for the whole thing. That's not yeah. that bad if you're if you're talking U Ubers about taking are... two hundred dollar Ubers. Yeah, yeah. It's a wash at this point. Yeah, because Ubers got really expensive. Yeah, look into it. Uh, Just full disclosure. You I work, look I work into for LAX. parking in Culver City and then taking like a fifteen dollar Uber. I could do that, but again, these are like little. It's for these your are time Mag and not MacGyvering. To have to do that. These are yeah. social MacGyvering moves. There's something nice about being Wolverine. <laughs> driving to LAX, parking. <laughs> Throw your keys to somebody. Yeah, go like, don't put a scratch on it, bub. And then just hopping on my Delta flight. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Just hopping in coach after spending all this money. <laughs> that was <laughs> what's going on cut in my corner, head. Cut corners where I can and then just cram myself in the middle seat of coach. Do you do that? What do you mean? You don't fly like Comfort Plus at ah, least? Are you I'm shitting co- me, I'm dude? a coach, baby. What are you talking about? Yeah, I also, I love BDSM. <laughs> so yeah, kind of, no, no kidding. kidding. <laughs> Put this guy in a you, They go, trunk. do you want any snacks? They go, no, just spit in my mouth. I'm in, the, I'm, in the, I'm in the middle seat. <laughs> can you kick me in the balls? <laughs> If they're bringing lunch service around, just punch me in the balls to wake me up. I want to have this this hard bagel. (laughs) That would be funny. That's my fetish, and I fly Spirit Airlines, and I just want to be treated like shit. I love the idea of that for (laughs) merch. I had that says, kick me in the balls to wake me up for snacks. (laughs) <laughs> punch, punch me in the balls to wake me up for snacks <laughs> maybe I mean that should be spirits new advertising angle yeah. just like we'll treat you like shit yeah. yeah yeah just to get all of these like you know subs yeah yeah they're wearing leather masks yeah. and, and they're just you know being treated so poorly and they yeah. go oh I came so many times on my flight <laughs> on my flight to New York spirit they charge it's you like even I'm not to, even human they charge you even to come these days <laughs> You can't even come on this thing the for free anymore. The stewardess are wearing like leather. They just fully play into it. <laughs> Tray table up. Oh, they whip yes. your hand. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> oh. <laughs> My TV's not working. Yeah. So do you have any advice for us, if at all? For oh, uh, for not getting scammed. <laughs> yeah, quite the tangent. We're talking, we're talking about Spirit Airlines BDSM. like stomping on guys' balls <laughs> and then you bring it back like, so do you have any advice for Asif yeah, so and his automotive people, troubles? These people are calling in looking for help. That's a good point. Uh, uh, well, I gave them some LAX parking to <laughs> advice. Let's see. How to not get scammed. So I would say that what I do, which is looking for the Google, the Google reviews or Yelp reviews, if it has a lot of them, if it's five stars. Then you just gotta trust humanity. Oh yeah, you did say that. Sorry about um, that. Yeah, I can't just I can't go into that assuming everyone's gonna fuck me. So those are two safe measures. I think that okay, these are reputable, honest places. Like there can't be five hundred cousins who left a review. If it's five, that's suspect. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. That just reminded me of something that someone said to me recently, where he said that he like read a book and it said basically. Anyone could lie to you at any time. So just always assume that everybody's lying to you. And I was like, I hear you, but that sounds like a pretty exhausting way to live. Yeah, I do the opposite. I think people live by one of the two. Some people think everyone is trying to get them in the world. Yeah. But I feel like that's an exhausting way to live. I just assume the best, not in a naive way. Right. But uh, I just assume the best in people. And if I get wronged, then... Now I know they've done me a service by knowing I can take them out of the pool of people I trust. Right. Yeah. I like to guess. <laughs> You're like, I like to stereotype. <laughs> I like to just guess if I'm being lied to or not. <clears throat> I mean, I think most of us do if I'm being honest. Well, you know? lie? No, guess. Ah. Uh, you guess if you're being lied to. Sure, there's context and everything. If I see someone lie about something else. If they have a track record. Then I might think they're lying to me. Yeah. Yeah. I just found for me, I like just assuming the best or I'm not going to get fucked over. Yeah. I think my parents come from, they're more fearful or worried. They're worriers. Yeah. And I didn't pick, I haven't picked that up. Yeah. Like even the career path that we're doing is just insanity to them. And they like the sure thing. Yeah. Just, they're, they're always worried about stuff. They're like, oh, don't, don't do this joke. Like th- there's people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Whereas I'm like, ah, I think it's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I just like living that way. It's a more optimistic way to live, I suppose. Yeah. But I get where they're coming from. They come from a country that they've already, it was a big gamble to do that. So then once you come here, you just hunker down for stability. (laughs) You're not like, let it ride. (laughs) Right, right, right. Take it easy. (gasps) Yeah. Time to coast. Yeah, like, okay, we're here. Uh, Be a doctor. Be a, plant some roots. Right. Yeah, you don't see what's behind door number three when you're an immigrant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something that has been helpful to me in my relationships is someone said to just like, just go by what people say. So even if someone appears pissed at me, if they're just like, no, I'm fine, whatever. Then the advice I got was like, go with that. Just mm. like go with that, you know, 
And it's been helpful to me because I think it's kept me from getting into stuff where like the person has said what they're going to say. You know what I mean? Like no one can be pissed at you for believing what they told you. Yeah. So if someone's like, no, I'm not mad. And you're like, oh, okay. And you go about your day as if they're not mad. Like if they decide to tell you that they actually are, then let them do that. But otherwise don't carry the weight of it. Totally. I I agree with this. Sometimes you'll be in relationships and you can tell someone is bothered or, and I will just operate. I, I think a, a place of maturity or the beauty of being an adult is that if you have a problem with someone, then you'll tell them. Like if I have, if something bothers me, then I will eventually tell the person the issue I had or we'll yeah. talk it out. I'm not going to stew and just hope that that person can mind read me or see these minor body language things I do and then draw it out of me. Right. So even though I know something's wrong, I don't want to say, are you okay? What's wrong? Right. If you're an adult, you'll tell me what's wrong. Yeah. And for me, that's healthy. Yeah. I don't want to have to guess or play this game like children do that. Right. Where you just stew for a long time and just hope that like, I'll figure out what's wrong, what I've done wrong. Yeah. Tell me what I've done wrong. I'll accept it. We'll talk through it. It's right. not a game show where right. you like stew and then I go, is it this? Is it yeah. this? And then it's just, I don't like being in that place of needing the validation or like, or t I've never texted someone, are you mad at me? <laughs> right. I will never text someone, are you mad yeah. at me? Yeah. Yeah. W what I will do is I will ask, one, is everything okay? Mm -hmm. And if the person's like, yeah, I'm fine, whatever. Then it's like, okay, well, I'm here if you decide you want to talk. And then just leave it there. I, because that expresses concern. It acknowledges that something could be going on that's not about me. You know, because sometimes people just are not feeling right about something else. It's something they don't feel like talking about. It has nothing to do with me. It's not personal. And that at least like gives the person, I don't know, the dignity of that being a possibility and not, I don't know, not feeling like it's going to be a fight or like it is a fight. Um, and my thing, like I won't stew on something, but I will pause. Like, mm. I won't stew, but I will pause. And I'll be like, where is this coming from in me? Is this me taking something personally? Is this my own anxiety where I feel like I should be getting more than my fair share of attention or something? Else? You know what I mean? Like, I'll look at my part. I might run it by, like, a trusted friend. Um, but then if it's a thing, then, yeah, I'll be like, hey, I'm feeling this way yeah. about that. Yeah. And that's great. Just, yeah. uh, I like what someone has the confidence and just or the wherewithal to say, hey, I didn't like this, or then now now it's it's a tennis match. Right. But it doesn't need to be immediate, and it doesn't need to be about every <laughs> little sure. thing. That's the thing for me, too, is like, you don't actually have to bring to my attention every single thing you don't like. You don't have to bring to anyone's attention every single thing you don't like in life. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it's a tiny enough thing, I think that like a big part of being not, I don't know, of being in like a healthy, enjoyable relationship is having the other person not feel like they have to walk on eggshells because every single thing they don't like is going to be a conversation. Something you said, I don't know if people do this or not, but if I was in a relationship and there's an issue and there's something hanging there, if you said, just, just like, give me a beat or like, let me think about just like, that's even cool yeah. where it's almost tabling it for a little bit. Right. So you understand something's going on. You're processing it. That's better than just a nebulous nothing. Right, right. Just like, it's good. I just, I just need a minute or I'm just going to need to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I hear what you're saying. I just need to come back Sit to on this. It for, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then we'll talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah. Cause people just want to feel heard too. Mm -hmm. A lot of the time. It's so funny. I like the idea of like sitting on it, pausing with it and coming back and being like, you're such a bitch. Why are you doing this? <laughs> like taking the worst lessons. <laughs> you had three hours. You yeah. meditate and then you come back with the most toxic qualities. <laughs> You fucking Just mom and blah, blah, blah. Like you're on 11. <laughs> you somehow gained the worst perspective. They're like, who did you check in with about this? I just picture you, you sitting cross-legged next to a stream, just really doing some inventory. I think that's a really funny sketch idea. <laughs> doing all, can, like going like through the most books toxic, of wisdom, yeah. like reading the Bible and like the Quran. Like, and then you come back and you're like, this is your fucking mom. I swear to God, dude. That's what I'm hearing. We right need now. to put her in a home. Like, what? That's what she Confucius have any taught you. Problems. Yeah, well, I'm going to give her one if you don't keep coming back to me with this shit. Yeah. Meditating has really been helpful for me. <laughs> this would have taken me weeks to reach this conclusion. 
I've noticed you only call me a bitch after you meditate. <laughs> what, what are you like thinking when that's happening? <laughs> like, could we try like a different kind, maybe like a guided one? Is it like yeah. a YouTube thing you're watching? You, your yogi, who... <laughs> you got your yogi off of Yelp. <laughs> or uh, not Yelp, what was a bad one? Who knows? Craigslist. Angie's yeah. List? Yeah. No, Angie's List is reputable. Well, Angie's okay. List is reputable, dude. Yeah, man. You don't shit on... <laughs> We do an ad for Angie's list right now. Talk about Angie's list. Ooh, should we do another one? Hey guys, um, I have a question regarding a spouse's or partner's anxiety and triggers. My husband grew up with a um, single mom. And they have a lot of anxiety around storms. She grew up and had some traumatic experience with storms. We live in the Midwest, like Tornado Alley. So anytime it rains, she gets very anxious and she drives over to our house to sleep in our basement. No problem. I've accepted that. That's no issue. My husband, though, we have two children, a toddler and a baby. And now sometimes when it storms, he wants to immediately take everybody down to the basement. It's unfinished. It's just like a man cave. Um, and I try to very rationally be like, hey, I don't think we need to. The weather doesn't say or show any dangerous reasons to go down. And he's adamant and in that moment thinks that I am not respecting his anxiety or like take making light of it and which makes it worse and then he'll start start to like spiral and he feels like he's not able to protect his children which is also a trigger because he grew up in an abusive house any advice <laughs> thank you that sounds like a tough one yeah. that's like a double black diamond that's not typical like yeah. i'm not doling out tornado advice to my friends very often no you know, what that makes me think is like they need someone to mediate that conversation who is a professional. Like, like a storm chaser? Like a storm chaser. <laughs> well, because my first thought is like, okay, so maybe they could come up with some black and white stuff. If it says on the news to go to the basement, then they get to all go to the basement. Mm. But it sounds like this guy has like emotional problems attached to these storms, you know? Like she's saying that he has... Anxiety yeah. and it's really triggering for him. So it seems like he needs to work through that stuff. I think it might be hard for him to hear as well because it feels very real. But I think an element that may be helpful is that if you are reacting the way you react, if it was just you, it's fine. But it's our kids involved. And right. now you're passing this on to them. Do you want him to grow up and have, you know, I'm sure he recognizes the slight problem or the degree of it is up to him. But do you want to pass that on to your kids because you are training him right. to go in the basement for a blade of grass moving or right. bending? Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So that might make it more real or maybe that'll snap him out, maybe to be a little more logical when he thinks about passing those traits on to his kids. Maybe he'll be more open to hear it and receive it. Yeah. Uh, but then I don't know. How do you solve that though? Because if the mom comes over, does she come over for the big stuff or like... I mean, all the time. This lady sounds really kind and understanding. Yeah. Because uh, I even don't know. I mean, I guess if she doesn't have a basement, but also, I don't know, if you're coming over for every storm, like I'm from the Midwest too, there are a lot of storms in the summer. They all sound like they're going to crack your house in half. There are also a lot of tornado watches and a lot of tornado warnings, and mm -hmm. that's when you go to the basement. So, like, we used to have to go to the basement quite a bit mm -hmm. in the summer when I was growing up. But we didn't go when we didn't have to because that would have been all the time. Like, that's a lot. I also understand, like, when you have extreme anxiety about something like that, from his perspective, he's probably like, is it that big of a deal if I take the babies to the basement? If it's going to make the difference between, like, them being okay and, like, what if a tree comes through the roof? Hey, yeah. Uh, maybe set up some ground rules or if the news says, then okay, we go down. Right. Just some sort of, instead of this nebulous, yeah. go down whenever, when, like when it's based off of feelings rather than facts, Yeah, that may not be the healthiest. Uh, and the mom coming over, that seems fine. If it feels comfortable just being with family, hanging out, sitting on the couch, there's not a problem with that. But I think picking up the kids and being like, we gotta get out of the fucking basement, everybody. It's fine if she's cool. It's not cool if she's amping everyone up. You know what I mean? Mm. But 
from his perspective, again, it's like, well, I'm not going to just have my mom be scared at her place if she doesn't have a basement or whatever. Just lay down some ground rules. Be like, mom, right. welcome to the crib. Chill. He's got to be chill. Right. But if he's not chill, he can't chill her out. Yeah. And then maybe, maybe the wife needs up. to be the chill police. It sounds like the wife is trying real hard. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough Did, being a mom. I guess so. Of a bunch of, of, in a house of four people who are afraid of a storm. What if my solution is move, <laughs> move to a non-tornado place? But a non-tornado place, table. in my experience, is like a fireplace or an earthquake place or a flood uh, place. What do you think is the most uh, set it and forget it city that you could live in where there's no drama? I mean, I... Yeah, there's earthquakes not, in LA. That's not that's not good. I was so not really work. afraid of the weather when I lived in Milwaukee. Like I think if you live in like a midwestern city, it's like there yeah, you go. it can flood. I we mean it flooded. It. it flooded. But like, I don't know, then the water drained <laughs> and it was fine. You <laughs> like know, Yeah. You know it'd be a good pivot for the podcast, just over engineering your solutions. <laughs> so they go, this one's easy. Move to Milwaukee. <laughs> next next caller. <laughs> this is easy. <laughs> <laughs> like Ari was having problems with the thing, you know, be like, I got it for you. Be gay. Yeah, just be gay, dude. <laughs> Although if he was gay, I could imagine this being the exact same issue. Who? That's face. a good point. But All that's right. what makes the advice funny is that it's completely <laughs> unhelpful. Like moving to Milwaukee, they still have tornadoes. They have thunderstorms. Oh, they do. Yeah, this. Come on, what are you doing? Then? But they don't like come through the city. I don't know where they go. Uh. What are you looking at me well, like that for? Am I, I wrong? Am I dumb? If, no, I mean, I, if I'm dumb, tell me. Yeah, I'm not saying you're dumb, but you're like saying that the storms don't come through the city. At some point, there's got to be I, one that comes through the city. You know what, JP? Sometimes you repeat something as an adult, <laughs> and then you realize that that was what you were told as a child to keep you from being afraid. And then you say it, and someone looks at you across the room the way you just looked at me, and you realize that's not true. Of course they can go through the city. What are you just regurgitating things that your parents told you to go to bed, yeah. even though they're not true? <laughs> Tornadoes don't go to Milwaukee. They go to yeah. Illinois. And then I'm like, oh, no. They took us to the basement because they knew that we could die. Okay. What about Seattle? They can move. I lived in Seattle. I was just going to ask about no Seattle. Seattle magic. doesn't flood. It rains constantly. It doesn't really flood. There's no huge disaster. What about Although, earthquakes? No, nah, hardly any. You there guys, was one, I mean, very sporadic. What do you hardly guys get? Ever. I remember there was one when I was in high school. There was an earthquake. But it's not like here. Right. There's one every, like two a year or something here. Oh, I think I'm going to die every time there's an earthquake here. Really? Oh, yeah. I wait for my ceiling to crumble in. Every time uh, it happens, I realize I have no plan. I have earthquake survival kits, uh -huh. but I'm like, well, I'm far away from those right now. And then I watch the ceiling to see if it caves in and kills me. I got pretty used to it. There was a point, I remember I was in my studio apartment in K-Town. I'm in bed and there's an earthquake and I just waited it out in the bed. <laughs> Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Oh, I don't know. I think you're supposed to like leave the apartment, go downstairs. But or at get... what point? What... It was just rumbling a bit. And like I was when just, it feels I was crazy. annoyed. I wasn't scared. I was yeah. like, ugh, come on. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have probably not the best earthquake advice. Man, sleep is real disarming because I definitely have had the experience of like, is it going to stop? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not a bad way to die. Just yeah. uh, really comfortable in a bed. Comfortable If a confused. slab <laughs> comes down on me, <laughs> yeah. so be it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well. Well, shit. Yeah, I you, think you don't want to about... be you don't want to be fully alert and die. Yeah. There was one thing in the call that I thought that maybe I think it's an, I think it's a secondary tertiary thing to address here, but she did mention when she's talking about the basement that it's unfinished. It was a very sort of like throwaway mm. line. She's like, "It's unfinished." It sounds like maybe this has been an issue that they want to deal with. Maybe I don't know if he works on his issues. And he really still wants to go downstairs. Why don't we make it more make it a nice enjoyable ah, for the kids? A hundred percent. So these, I fear there that these kids go. are going to be having these horrible memories of being in some unfinished basement yeah. with these sirens going off. Unfinished drywall. And right. you're traumatized when you grow up. Yeah. I can smell the basement when she says that. It smells like my basement. So, okay, that maybe that's sort of a way to have your trauma and not get shit about it. Just and make it, it do it. Yeah, yeah. Eat it, have your trauma and eat it too. <laughs> Is to just finish, finish the basement, make it an awesome hang. That's it. I love that. What I love would, that. What would be a thing that the wife would love to do down there? A basketball hoop. Can't believe you have to ask. <laughs> All right. This is a basketball family. An easel. An easel. She could do her painting. He can be terrified and she could do yeah. her painting. Yeah. This a is, ping pong table. Oh, this is all upside. Papa shot. Yeah. 
I don't know what that is. So then when the kid grows up and there's a storm, he gets excited to play games. Yeah. He, yeah. He associates just, danger he, with a good time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he just busts out Monopoly right, when there's right. a tornado barreling down. <laughs> <laughs> One of his eyes is twitching. He's just like, I don't know. I just feel a lot when there are storms. <laughs> That's his coping mechanism. Still just absorbing the awesome tension from, yeah, from his parents' relationship. His mom is so tired. Yeah, finish the basement. There I you think go. that's it. And I really love that piece of advice because it is so specific to this situation. Like, it's not, you can't generalize that. Good luck, other listeners, taking jack shit from that one <laughs> <laughs> to apply to your own lives. Well, no, I think the message is just like, look at the specific situation and don't necessarily, I don't know, try to cast a blanket over a whole thing. Yeah, don't get marriage counseling. Fuck that. Couples counseling yes. ruined my life. Also, save money. Put it in the basement. Put it into the basement. <laughs> the Take money. your couples counseling money. Yeah. Put it into finishing your basement. That's the solution. You can get the, the upper level ping pong table with a little more gloss. Get a couple money. baby beds down there, dude. Oh. Put them to bed down there. You're going to want to spend all your time in that basement. Move your whole family into it's the gonna basement. It's going to be so nice. Under all circumstances, you're in the basement now. <laughs> Should they just live in the basement? What if that's the solution? Yeah. I think it is. You see... The wife, you've created a separation between the basement and upstairs. <laughs> if you just live your entire life yeah. in the basement, yeah. there's nowhere to go. You're already there. What you need to do is unfinish your upstairs. Yes, make the basement more appealing make than the your basement, the upstairs. That's what it is. And the upstairs, your the basement. living quarters are too nice. Right. And so you're downgrading when you go downstairs. Yeah. Upgrade when you go downstairs. That's right. So I would sledgehammer some of the walls uh -huh. in the living room. Rip off some of the light fixtures. 100%. Take the carpet, put it in the basement. Put the refrigerator in the basement. That's right. Just make it as a hostile environment. Upstairs. And then, like, people won't break in either. So you're actually reducing, like, some other very real threats because people will look in the windows and be like, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. It just looks like a... They won't go in there. Like a house from The Last of Us. Yeah. Yeah. All right, great. Well, I think we, we nailed we it. it. I think we stuck the landing on this. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you guys can see Fahim on tour. His self-released latest special hat trick where he does spots in all three rooms at the Comedy Store is available on YouTube. Another podcast I've been listening to that's so funny is my friend Steph Tolev's podcast. It's called Steph Infection. She talks to people about their diseases. It's hilarious. I highly recommend you listen to that. New episodes of Unsound Advice will be available every Tuesday morning at unsoundadvicepod.com and wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. We want you to be a part of the show. If you'd like some Unsound Advice, send an email or a voice memo to lara at unsoundadvicepod.com. And don't worry, we won't use your name unless you really want us to for some reason. And uh, take what you like and leave the rest. Thanks for joining us. Bye. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. I think we changed a lot of lives. I mean, I don't know for the better, but they're <laughs> <laughs> they're changed.